the interesting thing about my labor is I had a very long pushing phase. I pushed for almost four hours. (laughs) So that was really intense. And that's one thing that now I think I have a little bit more body awareness and knowledge. And one great thing that I'm very thankful for too, is I have a pelvic health therapist that now works in my office. And I had some, a pelvic health PT that I saw after and before and after. And so really just learning more about my body and how I, I hold those muscles so tight down there. And I think it's so interesting. You don't, you're not taught how to push, right? So having more knowledge around that next time around feels like that will be really helpful for me. I'm Angela, and you're listening to My Main Birth, a space where we share the real life stories of families and their unique birth experiences in the beautiful state of Maine. From our state's biggest hospitals to birth center births and home births, every birth story deserves to be heard and celebrated. From the first feelings of pregnancy to the first cry of your newborn, we explore the journey of childbirth in all of its beauty, intensity, and emotion. Whether you're a soon-to-be mom, a seasoned mother, or are simply interested in the world of birth, these episodes are for you. As part of my commitment to capturing these incredible moments, I'm proud to offer my birth photography services to families throughout Maine. As an experienced photographer, I'm dedicated to capturing the beauty and emotion of this special moment in your life. And I also create a personalized and intimate photo album that you'll treasure forever. For all of the information, head over to mymainphoto.com and fill out the contact form to schedule a complimentary Zoom consultation with me. Now sit back, relax, and join me as we dive into the world of childbirth in Maine and discover the joy strength, and love that is at the heart of every birth story. Today's birth story guest is Rebecca Brulette. Rebecca is a chiropractor at North Sky Chiropractic in Biddeford, Maine. She shares with us her story of becoming pregnant in March of 2020, her December home birth with care from her Maine midwife, as well as her son's journey with PKU. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome to My Main Birth. Thanks for taking the time to share your story today. Of course. I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for having me. So to get started, will you tell me a little bit about you and your family? Sure. So um, my name is Rebecca Brulette. I am a chiropractor in Biddeford, Maine. And uh, my family consists of myself, my husband, Stephen, who I have known since kindergarten. And our son, Rowan, is about to be two and a half. And he is a busy dude and he's just super handsome and smart and sweet. And we love him. Uh, we hear a lot about the terrible twos and maybe that's coming for threes, but honestly, this, this stage is really wonderful. So I'm soaking up every second. Oh my gosh. It is so special. Every different stage as you go. (laughs) So true. Yes. And I'm finally starting to feel a little bit more like myself again. So that's been really nice as well. So, yeah. Awesome. So will you share a little bit about when you found out you were pregnant and the care that you chose? Of course. So a little bit of a funny story here. Um, My husband and I never went on a honeymoon right after we were married. We had been married for a few years and um, I was like, you know what? We're officially going to go out of the country and do something special. My husband had never been out of the country. So we decided to to go somewhere. And I was like, you know what? If we go there, then we can start trying. And uh, that was in January 
of 2020 and we went to Puerto Rico. So actually at that time was kind of funky because they had just had the earthquakes and we were really like, should we go? We're not sure. So a little bit of like, you know, tumultuous time there to, to figure out uh, what our plan was. And then got back to the United States. And in March of 2020, I found out that I was pregnant. <laughs> um, so kind of right as we're starting to hear about, you know, what is this COVID thing? And as a business owner, really, it was difficult for us to decide what we we're going to do with the business. You know, should we close down for a week? What does this mean? You know, get some protocols in place and, you know, figure out if we were going to be deemed essential or not. So again, found out that new, or took the week off of work. And then we found out as soon as I opened the office back up. So it was a kind of crazy time. Um, excited, but then finding it hard to be excited because there were so many unknowns. And I always kind of knew what I wanted for myself and for my birth uh, included home birth. And I think that everything going on with COVID really solidified that for us. I knew I was going to personally feel a lot more comfortable and supported um, in my own home. So my son was born December, 2020. So you went with a home birth midwife? Yes, we did. Yes. We used uh, Morgan of Flourish Midwifery. She was really wonderful and great to work with. I loved having the visits in our own home. And again, I felt really comfortable and well supported in our choices. And part of the reason why I always knew I wanted a home birth was um, there's a lot of birth trauma in my family's history. So it felt really healing and empowering to be like, no, I'm going to do this the way that I want to do it um, and make sure that my voice is really heard. And so um, it was a really great, like I said, great experience. And my husband was actually born at home um, and so were his siblings. So I had the support of my mother-in-law kind of really cheering me on and encouraging me, which was really wonderful. And my mom was, it almost felt like it was healing for her as well. So I think it was really cool. So what was, I mean, if you care to explain, you don't have to, yeah. you don't want to but um, about the birth trauma on your family side. Totally. Yeah, no, I'm happy to. So um, my, I'm the oldest of actually five siblings. We're a blended family, but um, my two sisters that are blood sisters, both births for my mom were really difficult. Um, my middle sister, Hannah was actually birth injured. Uh, so she was Frank breach. And at the time, you know, my mom was told your only option C-section, um, didn't have any, you know, great chiropractic care beforehand or anything like that. Um, and so again, just really didn't feel supported and was like, yep. All right. C-section only choice. That's what we're doing. And when my sister was removed from my mom, she suffered multiple strokes at birth and she had to be like airlifted to Dartmouth hospital, Dartmouth children's. And, um, I remember at the time, even though I was young being like, where's my mom and why isn't my sister home? And it was really scary just for me as a kid. So I can't even begin to imagine what my mom went through. And because she had the C-section, she actually checked herself out of the hospital against medical advice so that she could then go to Dartmouth and be with my sister. So just a lot. Can you imagine like being that freshly postpartum and having to deal with all of that? Um, and so thank goodness my sister uh, is totally wonderful and beautiful, perfect. Uh, but it was really touch and go for a long time. Um it, whether or not she, you know, her brain would be able to heal itself and whether she suffered a lot of damage. And um, thank goodness she was very resilient. But my mom went into then the, you know, pregnancy and labor with my second youngest or my, my most youngest sister, <laughs> um, really just feeling, of course, nervous. And then was again told, hey, look, you're only, no, don't even try for a VBAC only option C-section, which of course now we know is really not true. Um, and so many factors play into that. And, um, 
after that suffered multiple herniated discs in her back. And that's actually how my chiropractic journey began because thank goodness, my mom is a very stubborn woman. It was like, absolutely not. That's not my only choice. I need to look into some other options, some alternative things and found a chiropractor. And of course the story goes, she got great results and, and was able to avoid surgery and work on our core and all that great stuff. Um, and then at the same time, I was having a lot of headaches as a young kid and the chiropractor said, Hey, you know, I might be able to help with that. And again, the rest is history. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to come back to your chiropractic journey in a moment. Yes. So just to now come back to your birth experience, what sort of did the rest of your pregnancy look like? Did you do any tests or ultrasounds or leading up here when your labor started? Yeah. So another piece of the home birth is that I'm a small business owner, so I don't have health insurance. <laughs> and um, it was something I really decided like, you know, oh my goodness, should I get onto a plan? And, you know, God forbid, if we have to transfer to the hospital, what would that look like? And um, I think kind of a little known fact is when you compare how much a hospital birth you know, cost to a home birth, it's actually a lot more economical. Um, and again, just another benefit I thought of that. So some of the testing that we did was definitely some, you know, of course, blood work to make sure that all of that is situated. The Doppler we used regularly to just check his heart rate and all that. I did choose to do two ultrasounds, one at 20 weeks, and we went to a private ultrasound suite for that, um, which was pricey, but I, I felt like that was worth it to give me peace of mind. I'm definitely a higher anxiety person. So that was something that, you know, as far as interventions were concerned, I, I felt comfortable and wanted to do. I think the, the benefits outweighed the risk there and had a good experience. But while we were there, um, found that my placenta was just a little bit lower lying, but now I definitely know that that's really normal at 20 weeks. Um, I think that's something that people should really be aware of too. It, it can be really scary if you're like, Oh man, placenta previous, that term is, is, uh, you know, floating around and you might not be able to deliver vaginally. Um, but the placenta really does have plenty of time to move before <laughs> we're ready at, you know, whatever full term is for you and your body. Um, so, but because of that, I wanted to do another one just to check in and again, make sure that that was moved out of the way. Cause that home birth was so very important to me. So we did another scan at 32 weeks and everything was beautiful and perfect and ready to go. So now how was your labor? When did that start? Totally. So labor, I, I really am thankful that I had overall a really positive birth experience because um, my postpartum, and we can talk about this in a second, but my postpartum was a lot harder. So I feel like, you know, whoever's up there doesn't let you have a hard time with both. Right? It's too much. Um, so labor started uh, in the morning at like 830. I remember specifically, I had had a couple of like practice contractions um, the night before. And I was like, this feels a little different than those traditional like Braxton Hicks. And my husband was in the bathroom and I was knocking on the door. I'm like, Hey, I have to pee right now. And as I was knocking on the door, my water broke. <laughs> and so I was like, Whoa, okay. So this is happening. And, um, he finally got out of the bathroom. Thank goodness. <laughs> and then, um, called my midwife, let her know that that had happened and just kind of, you know, I had lost my mucus plug as well. So we're thinking that that's starting to happen uh, at the time because we're getting pretty close to Christmas and my family knew that I was, you know, getting closer to my due, you know, expected due date, guest date. And um, I had some family in town and they're like, hey, you know, can we pop by? We would love to see you. So I have this really great picture surrounded by all most of the women in my family um, all touching my belly at the same time. And I'm having active contractions. So at that point, I was like, this is so sweet. And then I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> So that was at like 1130 in the morning. 
And my midwife came, I believe around like noon ish. And, uh, she had offered, you know, we could do a check if you'd like, and just see where we are. Um, and I felt like that was going to be a little reassuring to me. So we decided to do that. And, uh, she figured, you know, she could pop by. And then if we weren't further along, um, that she could leave and then come back. So when she had done the check, she's like, no, I think that I should stay. (laughs) So that was a good thing. And um, things really started to pick up for me, got intense. And I got into the pool and I really wanted to have that like water birth. Um, And I labored in there for a very long time. And then we decided that gravity might be necessary. Um, So I ended up having my son on the birth stool, which was really cool. Um, I remember my legs being crazy shaky, though, feeling like I couldn't even get out of that pool. Um, But I was able to. The interesting thing about my labor is I had a very long pushing phase. I pushed for almost four hours. (laughs) So that was really intense. Um, And that's one thing that uh, now I think I have a little bit more body awareness and uh, knowledge. And one great thing that I'm very thankful for too, is I have a pelvic health therapist that now works in my office. And I had some, a pelvic health PT that I saw after and before and after. Um, And so really just learning more about my body and how I, I hold those muscles so tight down there and really how, I think it's so interesting. You don't, you're not taught how to push. Right. Um, And so having more knowledge around that next time around feels like that will be really helpful for me. Wow. Yeah. So is that something that the pelvic floor therapist really can go over part of like in preparation? Like, yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, It seems so counterintuitive. Right. Like, when do we lengthen and when do we shorten and when do we contract and how do we, you know, even recruit those muscles if we've been so turned you know, off from that and disconnected from that for most of our life. I feel like so many of us as women, we don't really know how to tap into that space. Sometimes it doesn't feel safe to do so. Um, So finding somebody where that really is, you know, a a space holder is able to get you there um, and make you feel comfortable, whether it's prenatally and definitely postpartum, but I think prenatally is really beneficial as well. So how did your postpartum time go? So immediate postpartum, um, was pretty good. I have this funny video on my phone though. Um, that's not funny looking back at it, but the hard, the great thing and the bad thing about having a home birth is you're in your own space, which is beautiful. The hard part is people know where to find you and they have easy access to you. So I remember my son wasn't even 24 hours old yet. And, um, my whole family had like ordered Chinese food or something. And I mean, to way too many people. And I kind of do this video where I pan around and my son is just being passed around and I'm like, oh, this is so wonderful. And then that night, like having a horrible panic attack and being like, why is this happening? Oh, because my baby should have been with me in my arms that entire time. So having some firmer boundaries, uh, I think would have been really helpful there. But that really started noticing some of these, like, you know, of course, the large hormonal dips that happen in postpartum. Um, and with those came some pretty bad panic attacks for me. Um, so definitely some anxiety piece. And as I mentioned, I've, I've definitely dealt with anxiety way before I was even pregnant. But I noticed it kind of rear its ugly head when I was immediate postpartum. And with COVID and with Christmas, um, my, that affected a lot of like having in-person resources and some support. So that was difficult. And another thing that that impacted was the newborn screening. So the heel prick test. 
So normally, um, for those that don't know, that is done at between like one to three days um, postpartum. And it's just the prick of the baby's heel. And it's used to kind of like screen for lots of different things. But it was originally developed to screen for something called PKU or phenylketonuria, which is what they call an inborn error of metabolism or a metabolic disorder. And the reason why it's really important to find that out sooner than later is that if it's not detected, it causes a dangerous accumulation of something called phenylalanine or phenylalanine in the blood and in the brain. And it can lead to some like really scary neurological consequences that are totally irreversible. So like once we, you know, it's too late, it's too late. Um, So normally you have this heels prick done and you would get the results quickly. And if your baby does test positive for anything, God forbid, you can start treatment and and go from there quickly. So we had Rowan's done and also being a home birth, we didn't have to do it right away, but you do, you know, could go to a pediatrician. I didn't have a pediatrician picked out for him. I had a wonderful naturopath that I was excited about using, but we, we decide, thank thank goodness now to have that done. Um, but the results of that screening didn't come back until he was three and a half weeks old, which again, normally it comes back in just a few days. And I remember my midwife calling me and being like, Rebecca, I need you not to panic. And of course I panicked immediately. (laughs) And, uh, something did come back positive on that, on that test. And my son Rowan does have PKU at the time you know, you're in freshly postpartum week three is a notorious hormone dump for, for moms and, you know, babies cluster feeding. And it's just an epic, you know, what show just from the start and then getting that news on top of that. And we had to uh, rush to main med genetics right away. It was an extremely like traumatizing event for sure, especially going from having this home birth, um, really being out of like, you know, the system is, you know, and then dealing with COVID and not knowing what that meant, then having to transfer to, um, you know, a medical office. And there were so many unknowns that that really started for me, like a slippery slope of some bad postpartum depression for sure. And thank goodness my son is totally great and wonderful. But when you're just thrown so far from what you, your expectations, um, it was definitely really hard for me to manage. Wow. So what was the treatment? What did they do? Yeah. So the treatment for PKU is a low protein diet. Um, so for example, now that I'm, my son is older and we, we know a lot more, it's actually really manageable, but when babies are little, it's really hard to kind of know what their protein tolerance will be because everybody's protein tolerance with PKU is different. Um, there are varying levels of PKU as well. There's something called classic PKU where they're really not able to process that at all. There's no what's called residual enzyme activity to break down this one amino acid in, in the blood. Um, and then there's something called hyperphenylalanemia. There's a lot of big words I'm throwing out at you guys, um, which is I don't want to use the word less severe, but it's, there are more options as far as food is concerned. And through some more genetic, in-depth genetic testing, that is what my son has. So he has a little bit more options than what somebody who has classic PKU would have. So as an example, someone with classic PKU, PKU may only be able to do three grams of protein a day, which as an adult, that is really limiting. Of course, my son's tolerance falls somewhere around 16 grams of protein a day right now, but that's not all of the protein he needs to be able to grow. So what we have to do are special like protein shakes that just have that amino acid taken out of it. So he gets all of the other good building blocks that he's able to grow, but he doesn't have the thing that he can't break down. 
So they're, they're smoothies every day and he loves them. So now we're able to kind of accept that. But when we were first, when he first received the diagnosis, we were just handed a can of ultra processed formula. The first ingredient was corn syrup. So as you know, somebody that falls on the crunchier side of things as a chiropractor, it was really heartbreaking for me. And I was also told that, that, you know, that initial appointment at three and a half weeks, you have to stop breastfeeding immediately because we're not sure if he can tolerate the breast milk again, not knowing what his tolerance was. And thankfully we just had to stop the breastfeeding for a weekend because we had to do something called a phenylalanine flush. So get all of that excess out of his body, make sure that his body is able to finally process through all of it for safety sake, make sure that he's good retest and make sure that he's, he's doing all right. Um, so that weekend he was only able to do that specialized formula. And then after that weekend, we were able to resume a combo of both breast milk, breastfeeding, and also the formula to again, supplement that he's getting all those great amino acids without the one that he can't process. Wow. Are there any resources that you'd like to share that were helpful for you throughout your pregnancy? <laughs> of course. Yeah. So I'm coming at it from kind of an interesting place because um, even pre-pregnancy, my specialty is pediatrics and pregnancy um, in the chiropractic realm. So really my, I guess, sector of chiropractic is nervous system based. So that's why and how we can help moms and babies is really focusing on the balance of the nervous system. And I always kind of explain it as my job as a chiropractor is really pretty easy. Um, all we do is remove interference and your body is able to do the rest. Um, so once we take away what isn't working, your body is really innately intelligent. It's And part of my mission is giving power back to moms and families and that really, you know, the right choice for your family. And if you just have someone lovingly guiding you, uh, things can really be a lot better. And I'm extremely thankful for the people that did lovingly guide me and support my family throughout that entire journey. So when I was pregnant, some of the resources that I used, and there were a lot, um, which I'm thankful for, because I think it helped set me up uh, at least the best that I could be for what ended up being thrown at me postpartum. So of course I saw my wonderful chiropractors. They are angels on earth and I'm so appreciative and thankful for them. I worked with the um, pelvic floor physical therapist, as I mentioned, I worked with a peri steam hydrotherapist. So somebody who does vaginal steaming, um, peri steaming. And that was really great. I did that in late post or excuse me, late pregnancy during labor actually. And then in postpartum, which was really cool. And then I worked with, I'm trying to think, there were so many people. I worked with a personal trainer in postpartum. I was really thankful and super blessed. And again, <laughs> with everything that happened, it was especially helpful that I had actually two postpartum doulas who are both working towards receiving their certification. So they're able to use my family for hours to receive the certification. Um, and again, especially needing all the extra help and support I could, that was wonderful and so necessary. And then I worked with a really great IBCLC, so lactation consultant that helped me so much, especially through Rowan's diagnosis and how to kind of navigate all of that stuff. And she helped me so much that I'm actually working towards my IBCLC now. So it's a really cool tie into my practice currently. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Okay. So let's hear more about your practice. What's the name of it and what types of services exactly do you offer to pregnant mamas and babies? Yes. So my practice is called North Sky Chiropractic, and I've really geared it towards becoming more of a collective recently. I really found out that you've probably seen on social media that it takes a village, right? But where the heck is the village? <laughs> so, um, and especially it was especially poignant for me 
you know, COVID and not having any in-person stuff um, or feeling like if there were in-person resources, it felt like limited as to who could attend and who was welcome. And I just never want that to feel that way here in my office and in this space. I really want it to feel totally open no matter where you fall on the parenting scale. There's literally zero judgment. And the services that we do offer here are, of course, chiropractic care. That's that's me. That's my part of it. Lactation. And that's also me. The pelvic health therapist. My mom actually does some energy healing and she's here in the office as well. And then I do have an infrared sauna. So that's a cool little benefit. Selfishly, I love using it. So it's nice to have here. <laughs> and then I offer a lot of different support groups as well. I have recently expanded the business so that we have a lot of extra square footage. And that means that we're able to gather. And I think that community is just so important. It was literally born out of necessity. So I have a weekly feeding support group. So no matter how you feed your baby, whether you're exclusively body bottle feeding or pumping, or, you know, I have one mom that uses donor milk and some that are exclusively formula. And then we of course can talk to about lactation and all of that fun stuff as well. So that's every week, Wednesdays at 1230 right here in Biddeford. And then I also do a pregnancy support group. So okay. many different workshops and classes and things like that as well. So how often is your pregnancy support group? That means once monthly and we're doing Sundays as of right now, but um, I would really love for it to meet more often because I think it's so hard. And I've heard from a lot of people that, you know, once they graduate and have their babies, they're like, well, now what? And I'm like, well, come to the other support group. But the wonderful pelvic health therapist in my office, her name is Amanda Pearl Pelvic Health is her business. Um, It's actually talking about a postpartum specific group as well. So that's great. Lots of great resources. Oh, it's amazing what you're doing there. Thank you. So what's the best way for people to find you? Totally. So social media, that's kind of the name of the game nowadays, right? So um, on Instagram, I'm pretty, I try to be pretty active and also Facebook. And that is just at North Sky Cairo and Cairo, C-H-I-R-O. And of course we have a website and online booking and all of that for convenience. Because especially I know for me as a mom, all of the text reminders, every reminder I can get, I subscribe to them all just because... You have so many things on your mind. Totally. Yeah. So I will link all of your information in the show notes so people can find you all of the amazing things that you're offering. And thank you so much, Rebecca, for sharing your story today. Of course. Thank you so much again for having me. And that's the end of another episode of the My Main Birth podcast. Thank you for joining me and listening. I hope that the stories shared here have been inspiring and informative to all of my listeners. If you're looking to capture your own birth story, I highly recommend considering my birth photography services. I'm a skilled professional photographer and I'm very passionate about capturing the raw and emotional moments of the birthing process. And I also design a personalized and intimate photo album, creating a beautiful and lasting memory of one of the most special moments of your life. For more information, head over to mymainphoto.com and fill out the contact form to schedule a complimentary Zoom consultation with me. Thank you again for tuning in, and I look forward to bringing you more amazing birth stories. Don't forget to subscribe and leave me a review, and I'll see you back here again next week.